Hey guys, welcome back to a new podcast. It's been a minute. I know I, I saw things I gotta do, but I was in like a Britney Spears type of mood today. So I decided that I'm gonna do a podcast um, about her first album, Baby One More Time. We're going all the way back to 1999. Technically back to 1998, because that's when Baby One More Time came out in the video and all that stuff. So we're going back pretty far. Um, so I've talked about some of her other albums in the past. I talked about Blackout, I talked about Glory, and I am going to talk about the rest of the series. Yes, I am going out of order, forgive me. But yeah, I just, I was in a Baby One More Time vibe today. Um, a friend of mine had posted like all these old Britney things on my Facebook page, and it was like her old Pepsi commercials and her ads. And I was like, shout out to Amy, by the way. Shout out to you, Amy. I love you. Um, but anyway, so she was posting these things, and I was like, I was vibing. I was really into it. So anyway, um, it got me thinking about her song Soda Pop and so that just led into me doing this now. So anyway, Baby One More Time, which is now over 20 years old. You guys, it's over 20 years old. But I mean, so is Oops. Oops turned 20 last year, which means this year her album Britney will be turning 20. It's so weird to think about because honestly, like, I, it's just, wow. 20 years ago, I was I was that little kid listening to him like, what? I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Um, but what I love about Baby One More Time is it remains one of my favorite Britney albums. It's not my favorite, but it is, like, it's in my top three, for sure, right? Like, is that right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's in my top three. But what's great about Baby One More Time is it's really, like, I feel like a time capsule of the 90s. I really do. Like, and I mean, it's not the only album that kind of feels that way, but it seriously feels that way. Like, some of the, of the albums I listen to, like, um, Destiny's Child's album, Brandy's albums, like, um, I can't think of her albums, like her actual like names of the album. I think it's almost doesn't count is the name of the album or I forgot, but like one of her albums really does feel like a sort of a time capsule for me, but and like the Spice Girls and stuff like definitely, but nothing like Britney's album. Britney's album just sounds like being a kid slash preteen in the 90s. I wasn't a preteen. I was like a straight up kid, but it does sound like that to me. Like it just, it really did just like sum up my 90s. Um, pretty much in like a pretty little bow. So I'm gonna talk about the first song, which is Baby One More Time. And originally that song was actually written, it was written by Max Martin, but it was actually written for TLC, for those who did not know. TLC was going to make that a song. And I would have loved to hear like just a demo of their version. I would have loved to hear what that sounded like. I imagine it would sound pretty cool. Um, Cause it, do, it does have like a funky sound to it for sure. And so I would like to hear what, how they would have done that. And I think their harmonies would have been tight. Like what would have been cool though, is if like they had recorded the track, right? And then they gave it to like, just gave it to Britney, Britney, like they decided they didn't want on the album. So they gave it to Britney and like their track, like their vocals were laid down behind her. Um, That would have been really cool. I think there's been songs like, like uh, Till the World Ends, Till the World Ends has Kesha on it. Um, I think Passenger uh, from her Britney Jean album has Sia and Katy Perry on that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Perfume has Sia on it as well. Um, and then Carrie Hilson is a few songs on her Black Hat album. So there are other artists who do appear underneath Britney Spears quite often. Um, well, not not quite often, but do appear underneath her in like her like background vocals. So that would have been really cool like to start off her career with the TLC song, right? Um, at the time of the Britney, like Big One More Time album, Britney was doing a lot of mall tours. And so there were some songs that were actually not released on the actual album. The actual album, depending on which version you had, uh, the mainstream version only had like, I think 11 songs, but now the album has about, I would say 15 to 16 songs with a few bonus tracks that were not originally put on the album. Um, and she started touring with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. She was their opening act. 
Um, she had even been booed off stage a few times, which is really, like, it's really weird when you think about Britney Spears ever being booed off stage, right? Like, but, I mean, it happens to almost everybody, but it's just weird that you think about, like, that girl, like, her, this this multi-millionaire pop star person was ever booed off stage, but it did happen. Um, and I just remember growing up as a kid and just being, like, fascinated with her because I watched the Mickey Mouse Club, right? So I knew who she was. Right when I saw her, I was like, I know your face. I didn't know she was like, I didn't know exactly where I knew her from, but I knew when I saw Baby One More Time that I had seen her before. And that's because growing up, I mentioned this in my Mickey Mouse Club uh, podcast episode, um, but I was a huge fan of her and Christina. I remember her, Christina, Tate, Ryan, um, Carrie. I wasn't a big fan of Justin for whatever reason. I just didn't care for Justin and I still don't like him. But um, I was a fan of her and I remember just being like, you know, I know that face. And Christina, same thing. I knew her face when I saw her again because I would watch uh, that Mickey Mouse Club like in syndication. I'd watch it all the time when I got home from school. I want to say it came on around the same time as uh, Kids Incorporated, which I think had Mario Lopez on it and had uh, Fergie, uh, Stacey Ferguson and Jennifer Love Hewitt on it too. So I would watch like those shows pretty much back to back because I wanted to be an entertainer when I was a kid. I wanted to be in entertainment and I, I briefly lived that dream and it was, it was, it was, it was a time. Anyway, so, I mean, nowhere near to that, nowhere near to their extent, but I did like, I had like an agent and stuff. And anyway, so getting into me one more time. So the first single comes out and I remember being like, okay, I can vibe to this is cool. Cause I like, that was when I was into like, you know, Randy and uh, I think Aaliyah, uh, TLC, and I was into um, Usher a little bit. Uh, I was into Backstreet Boys heavily, uh, Spice Girls. So there were like a few people that I was into already. But nobody, nobody hit like Britney Spears. Britney Spears just like exploded on the scene. She did, she exploded on the scene. And I remember just being like fascinated with that video and like loving that video. But I, but at the same time, I didn't really like the song. It was weird. I was just like, I was like, it's cute. And I, I liked the visuals more than I liked the the song itself. Um, Cause I mean, who can't relate to being like a little kid in school or being a kid in school and just waiting for the ballerina to go home or just party with your friends. Like, I mean, I never party with my friends like that, but you know what I mean? Like just being out of the classroom, I could relate to that so well. And not just me, but I think obviously a generation of kids could relate to that so well. And the song was so heavily in rotation. Like at the time, I think there was a, a channel called The Box or something. It was like The Box, MTV, and then VH1. And they would just constantly play like this video. It was playing all the time. And like she was appearing on like Rolling Stone and stuff. And it was just, it was so weird to see her. Like, cause she just boom, became this huge thing. And her image and her look changed drastically all the time, right? Like sometimes it would be short and brown and then it'd be like long and blonde or whatever. Like her, she, it was just, there was so much about Britney Spears that was just like, it was everywhere. And it was bigger than the boy bands. It was bigger than anybody else that was out at the time with her exposure. And that was just really crazy. So anyway, she comes out with her second single sometimes and automatically I'm in love with her automatically that like sometimes was the <sighs> the catalyst for me sometimes was like this is it like this is this is that I'm a fan I loved the song I loved the setting the beach setting I thought she looked beautiful in the video like I was a huge I it was that moment watching that video I was like I'm gonna learn every dance step I'm gonna learn every dance step I'm gonna be her biggest fan I'm like I'm perking up right now just just thinking about how much I loved that era in her music and like I just remember just like I'm yeah this is this is my queen I think I just this is it she's my pop princess and like 
being a black kid, <laughs> being a black kid and going to school, going to elementary school, like I was in elementary school, hello, but like going to elementary school and kids talking about their favorite artists and me being like, my favorite artist is Britney Spears. I got so many looks. I got so many, actually, honestly, that was when I first realized what the term gay meant because I had been called gay so often. Um, after that, like after that moment of, of being like, I like Britney Spears, it was it was over. Um, I didn't know what it meant. And I actually asked my dad, I went home from school one day and asked him, like, kids in school are calling me gay. What is that? What does that mean, dad? Like, I didn't, I because in my household, we didn't use words like that. And I actually expressed this on Facebook earlier, for those of you guys have me on there, how much I don't like the N word. Um, I just think it, I, I'm not using it in my vocabulary anymore. Like I barely use it, but I'm not using it at all anymore. I don't want to use that word at all. Like it's just such a gross word. Um, and my dad had always advocated not to use that word in our house. He's like, well, I don't use the N word. You should not be using the N word period. Of course, you know, peer pressure was a thing. And I did grow up using that word, not often, but I did grow up using the word every now and then. Um, and it just like, it was just something that I used every now and then, you know what I mean? And, but now I don't want to use it at all. But anyway, like, um, he, I remember he told me like he was really upset because like who's calling you gay? Why are they calling you gay? And we just had this long conversation, and it's funny because as we were having that conversation, and MTV in my house, I stayed watching MTV or Disney Channel. So when I got home from school, that's what I was watching, MTV or Disney Channel. And I remember during this conversation we're having outside on our porch, Britney Spears' "Drive Me Crazy" video was on, and like that was just it was just it was really crazy but yeah like the reason why I was getting called this is playing on my my television screen and it was I just remember that moment like so vividly but anyway like I just was a huge fan of her and just appreciated her music and getting to the you driving crazy video um I remember just seeing that MTV because she this was her first MTV making the video right so for me this was big because I loved like I loved whenever she would stop by TRL and just like talk about things and by that time of driving crazy I had like you know like like her her books like her little pop books and stuff like I was reading pop magazines because she was on the cover like I was such a huge fan and I loved it and Disney Channel like they definitely made some money off of her coming back her Britney or her Christina and NSYNC and all of them coming back because they were doing like in concert specials with Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and stuff and you know so and they were playing like old episodes of Mickey Mouse Club like basically showing you like yeah we, we make these kids famous we put them on the map so you know you know how Disney does I love you Disney but you know how you do so that's what they did and it was just, again, it was more and more exposure of Britney Spears. And she did, I think she did her, um, no, she hadn't done her VMA performance, I don't think, but her VMA performance with NSYNC, and that was like a great performance. I loved that performance. And um, yeah, I was I was just really taken with her. Like she was just so, so big. Um, but I saw the You Drive Me Crazy video and it was just like such a great video. Like her dance steps were amazing. I loved her outfits. I loved just everything. And like Britney Spears was like a machine in the beginning. She was like coming out with new videos all the time. I mean, Baby One More Time ended up having five singles. Technically four in the US, but five altogether was Born to Make You Happy being the fifth one. So she had like, so she was turning out so many hits. The other girls and guys weren't really keeping up to that. I mean, Backstreet Boys did have, I think, like five videos on their first album, uh, Backstreet's Back, overall. But to me, that album was promoted way longer than Britney's album. Her album was promoted so heavily and so quick. And I mean, by mid 2000s, like what I would say, I think the second album came out on May 16th in 2000. I remember that. But um, I would say like by April, Oops, I Did It Again was already starting to get into rotation and being played. So it's like that album was only out for about a year and then already she's into the next one. Christina and the other girls 
besides Mandy Moore, but we're not getting into Mandy Moore, what, what that was, that, that first, second album thing. We're not getting into that. But most of the other girls had a long time to promote that album. Like, Christina was promoting her first album well into the end of, like, 2000, which is crazy, because when you, when you think about it, because she started, again, around the same time as Britney, and she was still promoting that album, like, while Britney was... When Britney was doing her Lucky video, her seventh, her seventh video in total, but, like, her second video off Oops, Christina was still promoting All I Want Is You, Come On Over. So that's, like a long time away you know that's a long stretch um anyway this isn't about that this video is really just about talking about like you know britney spears and being one more time album and how iconic it is um what made me love the album though is like even now it's such a time capsule of like like i said my 90s when i listen to it i'm i'm like a nine ten year old kid watching pokemon again i'm collecting pokemon stickers and britney spears stickers i have like i had these little pokemon journals my mom bought me because she used to work at avon and um i used to like freak out or work for Avon, you don't work at Avon, but work for Avon. Um, and she bought me these like really cool Pokemon journals and I would like have Pokemon cards when I went to school and every kid thought I was so cool with these little Pokemon uh, like binders. Like, they were these little folders, they weren't the big ones, they were little. And each one, like there were four, there was like red, there was yellow, green, and blue. And each one had a like different character on it. So for example, like the yellow one I think had like, uh, I think it was Bulbasaur on it. The red one had Squirtle, I think. The yellow one had Charmander. And uh, the green one, I think, had Pikachu. So each one, like, had a different corresponding color to it. Otherwise, it would drown a character out. But people loved those. And they would always ask me, where'd you get them from? Where? Like, I helped my mom sell Avon <laughs> unintentionally. Um, but that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of going and getting, like, popsicles from the ice cream man. Like, it reminds me of playing in my yard. Like, summer days playing in your yard. Like, it, that's what it was. Like, her album is really a time capsule of my 90s, my childhood. And that's what I really appreciate about that first album. Um, and if you guys have the album, then you guys do know that the song Drive Me Crazy. There's a totally different remix that was done for the Jive Me Crazy movie, which I, to this day, appreciate so much. I keep, like, sometimes when I listen to the Big One More Time album, I completely forget that there was two different versions. That there's the album version, which is really, really cute, and I do, I, I was listening to that today, I really do like it. And then there is the, the version I love, which is the Stop remix. I love the Stop remix. And I remember, like, trying my hardest to get that version outside of getting the Drive Me Crazy soundtrack. I Because Now 4 was coming out. Like, remember when Now was a big thing? But Now was coming out and they had Drive Me Crazy on there. And I remember, like, on the commercial for the, for the album, they promoted the Stop Crazy version. However, when you bought the album, it was the album version of this song. And so I was always frustrated because I was like, I, like, okay, so I bought Baby One More Time um, after the Drive Me Crazy video. Like, for whatever reason, Baby One More Time and Sometimes were not reason enough for me to buy her album. They just weren't. But then when I got, when I heard Drive Me Crazy, it's like, I had to get this album. I had to get it. So I bought the album and I was so upset because that song wasn't on there. I loved every other song on there, but I was so upset this song was not on there. And that version of the song wasn't on there. I was so upset. And so my mom ended up getting me a cassette player and she got me the Drive Me Crazy soundtrack on cassette. And I played that, I wore that tape out. And not only did I wear the tape out, but I practiced Britney's moves for every single dance move. And I would put on like little talent shows in my kitchen, or not my kitchen, my living room. And I would like, anytime company came over, I was like, watch. And I would just play that song and I would do every single step. My mom's friends were so impressed. My aunt, I remember my aunt came over once and she's like, you need to get him into like talent shows or something. Because like, he's, he knows, like, he's like Janine, my mom's name Janine. But she's like, Janine, he knows every single step this girl does what is going on like she just like and she would watch and be like how does he know like 
every single move like I don't I don't get this and so like that's just kind of what started it for me like realizing that kid like this is this is who I'm into like this is my girl I love her and I don't know like that that whole album to me the one more time is like just yeah it, it's a thing um next we're gonna get into the song soda pop and like soda pop was another big one too I love like the whole album is I'm sorry I rambled the whole album is just this fun pop album and soda pop is one of those songs that just like it's a song that you know when your friends are over and you're in your room and you're just like looking through your pokemon cards or you're reading magazines together and you're just chilling and you know I was, I was a boy so i didn't do much of the like what girls would do in their rooms which is like you know probably just like you know doing girl stuff that's that's not what i did but like in my mind that's what it's one of those kind of songs it's one of those songs you're like sitting around with your little girlfriends talking about the boys that you think are cute like it's one of those songs it's just really chill and that's the vision I always got in my head when I listened to it. And obviously, like, with my friends, it was never really... I mean, it was kind of like that because I did hang out with a lot of girls when I was younger. So it was kind of the same premise, but not exactly the same. Like, we would, you know, we would look at Pokemon cards or whatever, but we would have, like, similar conversations about people that we thought were cute. And that's, like, what that song was to me. And I actually looked into the song a little bit because I thought that the... There's, like a, there's a reggae vibe to the song. And I thought that the person on the track with her, like the guy who was speaking on the track or singing with her on the track was from Bahamut. Like I was convinced he was a member of Bahamut. He's not, but he actually is like a really big producer um, who's done a few other really big hits too. So shout out to him, that, that, was, that was really cool. Um, and it was the song that also appeared on Pokemon. And I was so mad when it didn't play in the movie. Cause I was like, okay, one of the only reasons I even watched the Pokemon movie was to hear that song. Like honestly, okay, so I loved Pokemon as a kid. I liked the characters. I watched the show sometimes, but I was nowhere near sometimes. But I was sorry, but I was never a huge, huge Pokemon fan like that. Like not like that, like that. Like play the card game and stuff. I collected the cards. I never actually played the game like that. So for me, like it was one of those things that you get caught up in because you're a kid and it's a phenomenon. You know what I mean? Like how kids today, you get them like little toys or whatever, and every little kid has to have that toy. That's that. I mean, that's still a thing as an adult. For example, like Marvel and DC. Like people still get so caught up in these things, but don't read the comics. You know, I'm talking to you. Like you guys know what I'm talking about. That's how that was for me with Pokemon. Like I was a kid and everyone loved it, so I got into it. And there were really cute characters that I'm still really invested in, but I never really like. Just it wasn't that big of a thing for me so I watched that movie just to hear that song and unfortunately it was never in the movie but if you bought the VHS of the movie or like the DVD I guess and they do promote the album you do get to hear it I think like briefly there it was however though in a few other things I think it was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch which it was in the show I watched I didn't really watch the show frequently I didn't like it but whenever Britney was on I'd watch um and when she was on all that she was on Jet Jackson dude her episode of Jet Jackson slaps I want you to know that it's slaps. I love Britney Spears and Jet Jackson. It's amazing. Um, shout out to Jet. I, I RIP him. I loved him. Lee Thompson Young was amazing. Um, and it was also on, I'm forgetting something. It was also on, oh, the movie Quint with Kimberly J. Brown, where she has like five liquid tuplets uh, siblings. It's also in that movie. It's where they're moving. They're like moving things around for the kids. And I think on Disney Plus, they actually took it out which really bugs me. Cause I'm like, dude, that just shows how much of a like 90s time capsule this movie is. Soda Pop is playing in it. So that was kind of unfortunate. But Soda Pop is one of those like unsung hero tracks of the album. It's awkward sort of like, it's not awkward, but it's really different in comparison to a lot of the other songs, but it still is really cool. And when she actually did In The Zone and she did this song, I think the hookup, 
I was like, dude, this feels like a soda pop too. Like it kind of does feel like a more like mature version of soda pop. So do yourself a favor, listen to soda pop and then go listen to the hookup. And you might be like, girl, I hear what he's, girl, I hear what he's saying. Um, the next song is Born to Make You Happy, which was the fifth single released off of the album. And fun fact about this song or the video um, was that the same actor who plays her love interest in From the Bottom of a Broken Heart is the same guy who plays her love interest in this. So he was lucky enough to hang out with Britney twice. Um, and I think there were reshoots on both videos. Like, I'm pretty sure they had to do some resho reshoots, especially for Born to Make You Happy, because you'll notice her hair is drastically different at one point. Um, so there were definitely reshoots. I think she was still promoting Oops or getting ready to promote Oops while doing this video because her haircut, the way, the, like the blonde hair, and it, just trust me, trust me, I'm a fan, trust me, I'm a super fan and I, and I know my stuff. But um, yeah, I think she was still promoting, like getting ready to promote that album. And also that video dropped on the McDonald's like thing with her and NSYNC, you can get this like VHS of them, um, where it's two of her videos and then two of their videos. And I think both have like a previously unreleased video to America, if I'm not mistaken. Hers was Born to Make You Happy. And again, that was like right in the middle, like Britney fever, it was huge, huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I loved Born to Make You Happy, the song. I thought it was a really cute song. And I remember her performing it in her Disney and concert special. And I think that's the one where she's singing to the little kid and he's just like, he's nervous and all. Like, it was it was so cute. It was random. It was, like looking back at it now, like this was so random. But it was also really, really cute that she that they, you know, they did that. And I, I just thought it was like the cutest thing. Um, I can't even imagine putting myself in his shoes and being that kid and being on stage with Britney Spears. I think I'd do the same thing. I think I'd be like, I'm actually really freaked out. Like, I love that you're like, you're Britney Spears, but at the same time, I, I've, I'm i out here. <laughs> I'm, I'm randomly like out here. So um, yeah, it was, it was a really cute performance of that song. I liked it a lot. And I will also add, fun fact, that the boy, her like quote unquote love interest in Baby One More Time was her cousin. Yeah, I don't know why that was a thing. I'm assuming like budget was was low. He was he's an attractive guy. Like I don't know how close in relation they are. And to be fair, there's like when you look at the video, she's not actually like singing to him. Like they're in two very different shots. They just happen to show him in one moment, then they're showing her. But like she's like high up on the bleachers, and they don't they never focus on him in this video. So. He may very well not even, like, there may well not even be a love interest in that video. They just might have happened to show him in that shot. I'm not really sure. But yeah, that was a fun fact that that was actually her cousin. Again, I don't know how close they were. And I don't know why he doesn't, they don't ever seem to talk about that or whatever. But that was one of her cousins. Also, shout out to Felicia, her assistant, who I love. She's in that video too, as the, basically the, the teacher. I love Felicia. Um, yeah, Britney Spears, like, that first album was great. And watching her performance of, like, uh, maybe one more time at the, the VMAs in 99 to me really showed, like, she's that girl. Like, that performance was great. She looked amazing. And I, like, she performed that song countless times at award shows. Can we talk about it? She did it at the Teen Choice. She did it at the VMAs. She did it at the European VMAs. She did it at... Um, I think Billboard, like they were so, like, and they were all dramatically different performances. Like her one at the VMAs was so cool, like with like Lady Liberty's head, like sort of tilting over. I mean, that was the design of the stage, but it was still really, really cool. And she had like the schoolgirl set up. It was really cool. Um, she did like a tap dancing thing for the European Awards, which was really awesome for the EMAs. Um, I think for, 
can't remember. For like the Teen Choice or whatever, it was like her concert version of it, but it was still really cool as well. And then for the Grammys, she did this Wizard of Oz version and she also did uh, From the Bottom of My Broken Heart. Like she started that performance with that song. And I'm sorry, I'm glad that Christina Aguilera got the award because I think she's a great singer, but Britney deserved it. Let's be real. Britney deserved that award. This girl sold 11 million, I think it's way over 11 now, but she sold over 11 million copies of her debut album, where I think Christina sold like three or four. I'm not coming for Christina. Don't think I love Christina. I love her. I'll do like a, a, a thing about her too. If you guys want me to, I will definitely do that. Um, I love Christina Aguilera. always have, but let's be real. Those album sales, girl girl and i know it's not always about album sales it's about artistry and, and talent and things like that but then y'all why did why does taylor swift win awards <laughs> i said it i don't care we'll actually get to taylor in another video uh, or another podcast about britney spears because there's something going on in that water two souls why why taylor might be famous girl but anyway um not to say that she doesn't have some type of talent that, that her fans like i'm sure she does but girl there's connections anyway um getting back to britney <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's also the next track from the bottom of Broken Heart, which was also a single. It was, you know, her slowest single on the album. Majority of the songs are really upbeat, um, which is kind of surprising that they did choose this and not like a song like Soda Pop to end it because you would think that like, that's what, you know, Britney fans love the bubbly stuff, but they also love the personal and like very deep stuff. And like I said, if you were older than me listening to this and you were like a preteen at the time or like a teenager at the time, I think Britney's album e even hits for you too, obviously, because she talks about a little more mature subject matter than my like 10, nine, 10 year old self could really fathom, um, which is like heartbreak and, and, you know, love. And that's what makes this album, I think, seem such a time capsule from my personal childhood is because like listening to her music, some of it didn't hit me until later that I started to reflect on it, but a lot of it back then was just, it was, I could understand slow songs and love and, and, and like, a, like a certain idea of what I think love is, right? Based off of like my Disney movies or TV shows that I watch, I can kind of understand like love, what I thought was love, you know what I mean? And so I could relate somewhat to these songs, like, you know, crushing after somebody and them getting a girlfriend or whatever. Yeah, at nine or 10 people are dating. I know it's weird, but it does happen. Um, and so like, I could kind of understand that, you know? Um, and I, I liked it. I liked that. That video was also the hardest one for me to always like to track down. There's also a really cool remix of that song too. I will say it's a remix that slaps. I can't remember what the remix is called now. Like I know it's that song, but it's a remix for it. Just kind of look it up on YouTube. It's a, it's a banger. We like it. Um, but yeah, I love the video. It was very autumn, very fall. Like that's the thing about Britney Spears too. Some of her like, songs felt very like seasoned. You know what I mean? Like sometimes feels like a summer song. It's a summer jam. The video is all set in summer. From the bottom is very winter, like or not winter. It's very fall, and I love the, co the colors in that video. Um, the other ones I can't really place in a season, or I don't really think about the seasons they would be. I guess maybe one more time would be like spring. Um, but I like I don't think she has like a winter esque video. Maybe maybe Born to Make You Happy. Maybe. Um, but yeah, like it, some of her videos do feel very like seasoned. Um, the next one we're gonna talk about is I Will Be There. I loved I Will Be There. It was such a fun song. And that's, again, it's her album is filled with, with fun songs. In fact, I would say that I Will Be There should have been the one put on Pokemon soundtrack and not Soda Pop. Soda Pop was good in everything else that it appeared in and it made sense, but I think I Will Be There should have been the one 
on that album because it, it really does talk about the relationship between I think Pikachu and Ash and just the other Pokemon like to me that was always a song that I felt like should have been on that album and it was a missed opportunity for them but yeah such a really fun song nothing really else that I can report on that except that it was just very very fun I love that song um the next one is I Will Still Love You featuring Don Phillips and Girl, this was one of my favorite tracks on that album because Don Phillips has a great voice. And it's also one of those songs you can see that Britney has a voice too. Like a lot of people don't care for Britney Spears singing voice. They don't think she can really sing. But to me, Baby One More Time is one of those albums that I really thought she sounded pretty well. And it's sad to me that she didn't actually get to sing in her real singing voice, which is not even Baby One More Time. Even Baby One More Time album, she was asked to, to sound poppier, bubblegumish. And that's really unfortunate because her her actual singing voice is a lot lower and just very, very Southern Belle, I would describe it as, a very Southern Belle voice. Um, but I Will Still Love You is one of those tracks in the album that I just think suited her. And Def Don Phillips just, he adds to that track. He has a great voice. It's so unfortunate what happened to him in his career because I actually did pay attention to Don Phillips for a minute. And yeah, it was just, just really unfortunate stuff. I would love for him to be able to speak his truth if he hasn't already um somewhere i would love for him to get like a podcast or something make a video about something um if he's even still around i don't even know but he did actually come on to the x factor and saw britney again and that really did break my heart for him because again i loved this song and i was a don phillips fan like for you know the short length of time that he was able to make music and so to see him like freak out about her and it was, it was really sad i i could i'm not sure she has like real memories of Don Phillips like 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 I don't like sometimes it's hard to, to know if Britney like really remembers a lot because so much happens in her life and she has you know what I mean like when you're a pop star like a lot of these people don't remember their their past when she met up with Ryan Gosling recently on the Ellen show like the last two years I think it, one of either last year or the year before both of them were like I don't remember this I know that we were together because pictures that we, we hung out and stuff but I can't really remember because it was just such a fleeting time and I wonder if that was the same with Don Phillips and not even more so because she only recorded a track with him right they didn't really promote it together he wasn't really so who knows um next we're gonna get into thinking about you another really, like I'm telling you this album is such a 90s teen like pre-teen album it's no wonder the album sold so many copies because it really is such a you know I imagine it's it's a lot of the um, uh, suburban preteen teen experience, you know, um, of like getting, meeting your first love and you know having your friends and you know finally being able to like have friends over and have like sleepovers and stuff, but then also talk about boys, start to get those emotions and feelings and things like that. Like that's what this album gives me because a lot of these songs are just about a teenage girl falling in love with some boy, and that's just you know, telling her friends about it and laughing and giggling about it. That's exactly what this album is. And I think that's why it still is really just, I think that's why we 90s kids love it because it's so nostalgic, but also kids today can even appreciate it because it is one of those albums that just kind of tells you these emotions and feelings you're going through, they're normal and they're okay. And there's going to be heartbreak, but there's going to be fun. There's going to be all these different things. And she tells it in a way that's so fun. You know what I mean? She tells it in a way that like no one's, no one's cheating on each other. No one's hurting each other. You know, it, it, I mean, it, and if there is some type of hurt, it can be mended if things will be okay. Like, there doesn't seem to be any really, really, like, I don't know, detrimental relationships in the songs. I could be wrong. <laughs> I might want to reassess those lyrics, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of that going on on the album. And I think that's, I like that. I really do. And it really does, uh, the album really does feel like something that 
a teen girl like Britney Spears would be going through. It doesn't seem like it's something completely far-fetched. Like, Baby One More Time was a little, yeah, her videos might be a little bit, I guess, quote-unquote scandalous, but the music itself seems very sweet, actually, on, on a lot of songs outside of Baby One More Time. Some of the other songs seem very, very sweet. Um, next one is Email My Heart, which was not one of my favorites. It was not, but I did find out that the, the writer of, of the song actually won a Nobel Prize. I don't know if he won it for the song. I, I thought that's what I read, but I'm not sure, but I know he did win a Nobel, a Nobel Prize, which I mean, shout out to you, because majority of people, when they listen to this album, they only think of Max Martin. They forget the fact that there was other writers on there too. And this guy wrote more, more of the songs than Max Martin did. But however, I don't think any of his songs became singles. But like I said, he did go on later to win a Nobel Prize. So shout out to you. Um, but yeah, even my heart wasn't, I didn't care for that song. It was just, it just wasn't it for me. There were enough other slow songs on the album that I liked over this one. I didn't hate it and I know all the words to it because that's the kind of Britney fan I am, whether I like the song or not. Um, I don't hate any of her songs. I actually love all of her, her entire catalog, even her like demos and stuff. I love all of her music. I know all the words, but there are just songs that I don't care for. And this is one of the ones I didn't care for. Um, and then when I get into the bonus tracks, I'm going to kind of like, there were so many other songs that I thought could have replaced that song that I was like, why did they choose this as the last song? But I guess over time, it has kind of like made people go like, well, you know, the internet was still kind of new and these things were still kind of new. And so I guess for its time, it actually really is kind of innovative in a way. Um, and it's definitely better than Aaron Carter's song, My Internet Girl, because that song was just not okay. Can we talk, can we talk about like what 10 year old Aaron Carter talking about like, She's my best kept secret, my internet. Girl, girl. I said wait into that too early. I'm sorry. I went from saying internet girl to girl as into you guys. But girl, we got to talk about that, that album. We got to talk about young Aaron Carter and what was not okay with what he was saying in his music. We got to talk about that later in another podcast. We got to do it. Anyway, the next song is The Beat Goes On. Um, and I'm sorry, I think I said that Email My Heart was the last track. That was not the last track. This was the last track. Um, this song was originally done, I think, by Sunny and Cher. And it was really cute because whenever she would perform it sometimes, she'd wear the black wig as in like sort of a shout out to Cher. So showing us that from Jump, she was a queen of the, she was a stand of the icons that came before her. So love you, Britney. And um, actually Cher recently said something about Britney Spears that was kind of sweet. Because I sometimes, sometimes people can say mean things about Brit, which I hate because I'm like, dude, do you not realize that she's a sweetheart? has nothing bad to say about any of you guys but she actually was in support of Britney Spears recently which to me was very sweet because I know that in the past she hasn't always been the nicest to certain artists um there's a lot of artists who over the years have shaded Britney but I mean you know look at their careers now not saying that Cher Cher is Cher, Cher is an icon period she's a legend period but you know, it just, it really does bug me sometimes when some of these legends do say things out of pocket about these people who may have covered one of their songs or who they may not really care for. Um, I think there should always be a level of courtesy and respect for these new artists because, you know, it is what it is. And I think Britney, just like Cher, has really helped women and people in general find themselves in their comfortability and who they are and own that and so janet jackson um aretha franklin even so many others have done that too with their voices and their music so it is what it is but yeah she did that version and i thought it was cute um my cousin who actually didn't care for britney spears at the time we were kids but she that was the only track she liked and i remember britney spears the live from hawaii video her concert her performing that song, it was the cutest thing. I, I just, I have no problems with that song. The next song is going to be a bonus track that's called Deep In My Heart. 
And I think she performed this one a few times on her mall tour, like promoting the album, even though it was never officially on the album. And it was a, it's a really cute song. Um, it, it goes and it flows well with the album, which is a very important thing. I love when like her bonus tracks really flow. And every bonus track on this album flows so well with the actual album, um, which I think is, is the most important thing. Sometimes when you hear songs that are out of pocket, you're like, I can see why this song doesn't make sense to, for the album, why they didn't put it on there. But Baby One More Time was crafted very well. I will say that it was crafted very well. No song to me feels out of place. Despite what people say about Soda Pop, no song to me feels out of place. The Soda Pop is just a fun loving song that really does go with like thinking about you and other songs like that. So I think it, it's really cute. Um, next one is I'll Never Stop Loving You, which I love. It's another song that I think was recorded by a boy group, actually. I think a boy group performed this song before she did. And um, a lot of the songs, Britney sung a lot of songs that end up getting passed around from artist to artist or whatever. I think these were demos to see how like well the artist could perform singing these other songs. Because she did do demo versions of Whitney Houston's um, I Will Always Love You and I think um, I Have Nothing as well. There were demos of those. So I think these were just songs that were just being done by many different artists. But um, this one I think is a lesser known song. And that's probably why like they either like that could have been a reason why they would put it on the album because it's like not sung by someone who's known known but also why it wasn't put on the album to make it room for somebody else to sing it later if that makes sense so it could be one of those back back pocket songs i have no idea but that's i know that it was performed by someone else the next one is autumn goodbye and another really cute song again it goes really well with the rest of the album it's a really fun song and um i mean she does enough really fun upbeat songs you could actually replace all of the slow songs on the album with these fun upbeat songs if they had wanted to do that um which i think wouldn't have been eh, no no i'm glad they, i'm glad they kept it the way they did because there were enough slow songs in the album to make you because i think slow songs kind of humanize the artists a little bit more if that makes sense like party songs and all those are fun but i think sometimes when you have a slow ballad you the, the audience or the people listening tend to feel more in tuned or in inclined to support the artist because there's a slow song they can relate to because everybody has fun times right we love the fun times but we also do have sad times too we also do have times of like somberness and so i think that's why those songs were kept just just my personal thoughts um the last song is i'm so curious which i think was going to be um one of the songs definitely put on the album like out of all the, the bonus ones that were not included i think i'm so curious was the one they fought for most to be on the album but unfortunately that just did not end up panning out but again i would listen to the all these bonus songs i'm mentioning i would definitely listen to and you can find like playlists on youtube that will show you all the songs you might even be able to buy all of them off itunes which is what i did like over time i didn't do it like off one straight go because some of the songs were bonus tracks on like on um like singles that she put out so which was cool too it's always cool when Britney Spears like when like her label will put a bonus song on like um a single that she'll put out I think that's kind of cool it kind of gives you more that some other fans didn't have because growing up I had all these songs there weren't there wasn't a single song that I mentioned that I didn't have in some way shape or form but I did go on iTunes later so I could complete it one more time like just keep, do my whole completing thing of it but I had majority of these songs growing up because of the bonus tracks that were like thrown onto like mixes and things like that you just have to look for them so it was kind of a scavenger hunt it was kind of cool but I mean iTunes now has simplified all that for us hasn't it yeah um and so yeah, that's the entire album. A few little fun facts I want to point out uh, before I end this um, is that I remember growing up, Baby One More Time actually had different colored albums. And I tried my hardest to collect 
all of the albums. I don't even know how many colors there were. But basically, when you buy her album, you open it up, there's the CD. The face of the CD had different flowers, colored flowers on it. So some of them would be blue. I had a, a dark blue one. I had a very light pink one. And then I had like a beige color, like a tan colored one, which was the actual album that I purchased was the tan one. The other ones I got from friends because they were like, I don't listen to her no more. You can have the albums. So I would just like collect her little albums. Um, but that was a really cool thing too, as well. Um, like a, like sort of a secret thing between fans like kind of like oh did you know that her album changes color did you know that you have a different color album than I might have yeah so I don't even know how many colors there were I should have looked that up I don't even know how many like actual colors there were but I thought that was such a cool little feature that you could get like depending on which album you got you got different colors um I don't know if some albums included bonus tracks or not but I do think that was a really cool thing to get people to possibly go out there and collect because I don't know if, if you were this kind of kid, but I was the kind of kid who liked to collect things. Even it was like, it could be the same thing, but because there's a variant of it, I want that variant too. Which I mean, hello, I don't, I'm a Funko Pop collector by day. I collect Funko Pops. And I can tell you that so many Funko collectors will buy the same pop, but they'll buy it. They'll buy the same pop, but a variant. So they'll buy the regular pop and they'll buy, they'll buy each of its variants. It's still a thing. Yeah, this was for CD, so it's a little bit different, but I'm telling you, there I know there are fans out there like me who have done that before. Um, and then also her Britney Spears doll. The first time I got a Britney Spears doll, it was the Baby One More Time doll, and I freaked out. I loved that doll. I just, I played with that doll all the time. My parents even went so, well, my mom went so far as to buy me the Britney Spears stage. So there was a stage, right? And it performed like, I think one song from Baby One More Time and then two songs from, no, I think it was like, two or three songs from the first album and then two from the second album. And it came with like two or three Britney dolls, but it was a stage. I will never forget that stage. What happened to it, I do not know, but I remember loving that stage and those little mini dolls. Cause she had the big doll and then she had the mini dolls and it was just, it was amazing. I loved that stage. I, I, I love that stage of my life. Like, I'm sorry I did that. But yeah, like I had just all her DVDs, all her videos. I was a huge Britney Spears fan. And honestly, now after this, I'm probably gonna go and listen to some Britney Spears Sorry. Honestly, now after this, I'm probably going to go and listen to some Britney Spears music while I go for my walk. I'm probably going to do that. But yeah, guys, that's the end of this one. I'm going to get into probably one of her later albums next time. I really do want to get into Circus. I might end with Circus or In The Zone, but I do want to talk about Britney, Britney Jean, and I do want to talk about, um, obviously, Oops, did it again, Femme Fatale too. So I'm going to be getting into some of those other albums pretty soon, but I will see you guys in the next one. Have a great day. Peace. Oh, one more thing, one more thing, I'm sorry. Make sure to check out the documentary on, um, I, God, I wanna say it's the New York Times documentary of um, Framing Britney. I think it's on FX and Hulu. Make sure to check that out. Um, I will warn you, cause I, I was watching it and I got a lot, I was really upset and heated about it because they were not, not the story they were telling, but there were certain things that they did leave out and there are certain people that I just, I've always been upset with. Justin really being one of them, another person being Perez Hilton. I have a lot of like pumped up anger towards these people. And I know it's not my business, it's not my place, I'm not Britney Spears, but I would definitely give that documentary a watch. And I will say the media period owes Britney Spears an apology, period. The media, inter the entertainment industry owes this woman a huge apology, period. And that's all. And, and Janet Jackson too, please. Yes, and her too, please. Period. The end. I'll see you guys later. Mwah.